what's up, everybody? Welcome to the PVE podcast, Player vs. Entertainment. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm Tucker. Sorry, I was taking a drink as you were yeah, saying that. Yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's all good. Everybody knows who you are now. Um, you're the guy who drinks during the intro. This is Game Review Episode 2. We will be talking about The Last of Us 2. And this will be a spoiler-filled, which means there will be lots of spoilers uh, talked about on this podcast. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers for the game, uh, we understand. Check out our other podcast episodes and uh, follow us on Facebook and, yeah, do all that amazing stuff. If you are interested, stay tuned, and we will be back after the amazing intro music. All right. Full depth review. In depth. Full depth review. In depth. Full in depth. We're going deep. Going super deep. Uh, okay. Last of Us Two came well, out. If if you if you listen to our grounded review, it's going to be pretty similar. We have our five categories story environment characters gameplay mechanics and soundtrack and we yep. give each of those a weighted score and we score individual category or individual points on each of the categories so story will have dialogue pacing writing and so we'll score each of that and then we'll give it a weighted score and then we take all of that into our full our final score so it's a little bit more in-depth and then maybe some other scoring systems, but we like to be as thorough as possible. Yes, we want to talk about everything uh, that the game had to offer, uh, what we expected as fans, what we wanted as fans, what the game was trying to give, um, how they tried to improve, where they failed, how they succeeded, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we will we'll we'll break this down. We'll talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, and full disclosure right out the bat, both of us agree that the first Last of Us was a 10 out of 10 game. Uh, and we will all, maybe not all, but the two of us agree that this one was not a 10 out of 10 game. Um, Contrary to what critics say, we agree yes. with the with the audience well, in that this yeah. game was not lived up to the expectation. Yes. We really didn't have an expectation and we really didn't ask for a second game mm-hmm. but since we got one. Uh, I mean, we were still excited, but at the same time, we were expecting a gritty, more dark Last of Us game coming from the second second one. But uh, it really, this game really kind of it tried and failed in that aspect. Well, it, like yeah, it tried and failed, but it also just we just didn't expect anything except for Joel's death. That, yeah, that was the one thing that we expected. Um, but the timing of it was unexpected, I think. Um, but we'll, we can dive in now. Uh, yeah. Overall story, the story of this game, like it just was okay. Yeah. It wasn't awful, but I don't think it did. The story the was great if you were in just, SJW. That yes, and that's all we'll say about that. We won't dive into the politics of no. all that on this, this on the show. We we, we want to keep this more focused on the game, just yeah. for the audience' sake. But yes, there was a lot of there was a lot of politics. There in were S, yeah, there were just social justice two, warrior stuff thrown in there. There were there's two um, audiences that basically are completely split. I mean, it's the people who wanted wanted the characters and not anything else and then yep. there were the people who wanted to basically include all of their let's i mean let's just switch everything up and throw it on the table and let's see what happens yes um, and uh and and I'm not saying that like you can I'm I'm not saying the, those aspects are bad in general, right? Like, like if you want to have that as a point in a video game or in a story, 
that makes sense, right? Like it's that's date it's real stuff that you want to throw into a story to increase uh, character relatability or as a story point. But I don't think it was handled well at all in this game. Well, um, from what the foundation that was already created from the first game, mm-hmm. we did not want any of that in this in the second game. What the first game focused on was relation uh, was a fatherly relationship to a girl that he that Joel grew to love and to care for mm-hmm. to the point to where he would risk mankind just to keep her. And then right. this story, it was all over the place. There was no there was no central point mm-hmm. to relate to. Right. I mean, so just to kind of give people like what we're talking about, like the story started out with Ellie, right? And that's where it needed to, and that's how it should have. And it started out with Ellie and fast forward five years from the end of the first game. Um and they're living in Jackson, uh, which is a in a it, in a basically a colony that yeah that Tommy, survived Joel's brother and his wife basically started, and life is good like there's it's prosperous. I mean it's a, it's a full prosperous town right um and it starts out with Ellie and Joel really not getting along um and it kind of you know the beginning which, injuries which they never character. really got along. Right, but like by the end of the first game, they had that. Uh, they had like they a good bond, yeah. Yeah, and then if you and then all the flashback uh, missions, which there were flashback missions, which those I thought were done pretty well. Um, those were done perfectly. They, uh, you could see that, you know, up until a certain point, which we'll talk about here in a bit. But they had like they were close, they were tight, and I mean Joel was doing stuff for her birthday, right? Like they were, they had that father daughter bond. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, opening up, like she like full on was like angry at him and didn't want anything to do with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You, you met the characters, you know, you met, uh, Ellie's love interest, uh, yeah. Dina, you met, uh, Jesse, uh, who, uh, was Dina's ex, you know, and also part of like the, the, the strength of Jackson, right? Like they're like, uh, they're hunter slash defender. Basically you know, they're scouts. Yeah, they're scouts. Um and you know, they you know, it starts out really with them kind of going on that, you know, that hike. Like or that that uh, not the hike. The Scout mission. Scout mission, thank you. Words are hard. English is hard. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, um, and the the scout mission is they'll go to a location, search for infected, clear the infected, make sure everything's working right. And mm-hmm. so in this one, it's Dina and Ellie. And so it, it just, it starts off with their, you know, them talking about what happened to them. And you don't really, you can, you, you would know what happened to them if you watched, you know, it happened in the trailer. And then it, Ellie had uh, flashbacks of it at the end of the game and uh, which I kind of got off to a edgy start because that's something that I don't care much for when it comes to just, I think just relate relatability of characters. Um, obviously it's just not something that I relate to, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, so it's, it's, it's going through that whole thing. I mean, obviously the, the world that, was being built around Jackson and the way they designed it was absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the snow and uh, basically the rundown areas. And when you start to interact with the infected, you have yep. the different mechanics. Uh, was it, I think it was at what point did you, start to play as abby yeah so right after you get to the first like checkpoint yeah i believe it flashes to abby yeah. and this is when this is yeah this was the point that the game really started to do 
like Naughty Dog decided that they wanted to experiment, I guess, with Last of Us, uh, was introducing Abby as a key character in this game. Um, Basically another central figure. Right. Uh, and now we're not going to break this down chapter by chapter, but you, you didn't play as Abby. And then everything, you know, you kind of find out that they're looking for somebody and you find out that it's Jack and Jackson and you're not really sure who it is. And as time goes on, you realize that her and her group of people that are she's with are looking for Joel, um, which they find. Uh, and I mean, I, I what I don't like is how Joel was handed to them in a silver platter. Yes, it was. Abby was in da- danger. Joel and Tommy happened to be by, and then Abby was like. You know, oh, okay, well, like, I have a place we can go to stay safe. And, like, it just, it seemed really easy. It, like, off the bat, like, Naughty Dog was like, okay, cool, we're killing Joel in the first two hours of the game. And I, I, I think that's, that was the route they wanted to go, and that was fine. Um, I think that would have done better if having Joel around for the entire game, but having the game focus on Ellie um more so than like Joel being a supporting character in this game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if I they think, wanted to I kill him off the bat and that well, was that was okay. I would say if Joel was just staying in Jackson while Ellie left. If he really wasn't around in this game, I'd be fine with that. Well, and I think that maybe that was why they had a hard maybe that's why they killed him off so soon was that yeah. based off based off the flashbacks that you see, Joel was going to do whatever he could for Ellie, right? Right. And based off the first game, I mean, Joel did, he literally did the one thing that like, you know, no, everybody still kind of talks about like, would you do it? Like, is that the right move? The wrong move? You know, mm-hmm. like he, he damned humanity to, cause he cared about Ellie and he wanted to have her in his life and he wanted to give her a life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then off the bat, they just, they, they had to kill him because if she ran off, he was going to follow. Um, and maybe they could have done that. I mean, like they could have just had him show up later, you know, um, and then die later, but they wanted to kill him right away. I would have been okay with it, but just the route that they ended up going, I just, I didn't see a reason. Like I didn't see why they killed him right away. And I don't think anything came out of it in the long run. Like for Ellie, I feel like at the end of the day, like Ellie is the same person she was at the beginning of the game that she was at the end. Yeah. There was little to no growth amongst the, um, the central characters, but yeah. So then, yeah. So I mean, we'll, so we'll go ahead and start with our, this is, this was just kind of ranting based on our pent up frustration towards the beginning <laughs> of the game, but we'll go ahead and start with our kind of scoring system. Uh, let's, we're going to start off with dialogue. Um, there were some parts of dialogue that I thought were really well written, whether it had to do with, I think, I think the supporting characters had the best dialogue and I'm going to kind of take Dina out of the picture. Cause I don't think she was really a, I think she was kind of a main character. I don't think she was a supporting character. Um, and I, I also there were some parts of her dialogue that I thought I thought were were good, and then I thought some were pretty pretty poorly done. A lot of it was really cliche, and she always had to make some kind of joke alluding to something, and uh, that I didn't really care for. And uh, and I would I, overall I would say Owen had the best dialogue in the whole game. I think he was of anything the most redeeming character in the game and yes his dialogue okay. definitely showed for it for him mm-hmm. wanting a better life for him and the i don't it was 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 the girl his wife or was that just uh that i mean i don't know if they i don't remember if they had gotten married like later because yeah. like uh or if but i at least she was pregnant like yeah. he had gotten her pregnant yeah. so they they were they were dating at the time, I guess. Whether they were married or not, I don't really remember. Um, I don't think they were. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I would say dialogue. It just wasn't well, like, 
really it well. Just didn't capture me throughout the game. Yeah, like I would say, like the the characters that I think had good dialogue for the most part, like everything Ellie said was pretty solid. Like, and it I I would say her dialogue was consistent with who she was as a right. character. Um, Joel and the flashbacks, like he was. I never once thought that I was like, oh, that was out of character for Joel. You know, like mm -hmm. Joel said some pretty good things. I yeah, Dina. I would say like there was a couple times like uh, when they get to the house scene. You know, after they get back from Seattle, like made sense to me. Like I I was good with what she had said there, but like kind of her background, like the background dialogue when you're kind of just walking around, um, or like when the game was trying to have you have like a really like cool moment in the environment. Um, Specifically, like, uh, when you get to Seattle and you play the guitar, right? Which is yeah. a, another great aspect to the game. Um, she made like, a comment that it completely, I just was, I just thought, yep, that kind of ruined the moment. Yeah, like, it just, everything with Dina had to do with flirting. And then even then, though, I don't even feel like the game did a good job of her flirting. I don't, like, it just, I just felt, like, it just felt out of place. It felt forced. It felt... A lot of awkward. Yeah, and it always seemed to be about her. Like she, like I know she like helped Ellie out in a couple times, and like, but like everything seemed to be focused on what Dina wanted and what Dina had to say. And yeah, I, I just, think I, a, I think a lot of dialogue that she had at the end of the game sounded pretty unreasonable. How when Ellie was trying to leave to go confront Abby again, Dina said, "Don't do this to us again," or, or you know, "I don't want to go through this again." I just, I, I kind of, you know, it, it, when she said that, I thought, well, this isn't about you. Yeah. And, and that was something that the game tried to do as well. Like they tried to like, I don't know. They, they, they just took the concepts of Joel and Ellie from the first game and tried to change them, you know? Like they really like in, in the first game, like you really had to question, is Joel a good guy or is Joel a bad guy? But then in this game, from Abby's perspective, and they really tried to force that on you, like, Joel was a bad guy. Like, I don't know. I just, they they, they, they almost, the game kind of made that decision for you. Um, there wasn't a lot of vagueness and, uh, uh, what's, like, I don't know what the other word I'm looking for is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Pacing. I just... I just didn't think the dialogue was amazing in this game for everybody. Yeah. Um, pacing. I don't think the pacing was good. Uh, I, like I said earlier, I think like, I thought the game was going to end at two different points, like mm -hmm. before it finally did end. Um, I think the pacing of progressing through when you're playing as Ellie, I think the pacing of the story that they're telling with Ellie and then the pacing that they're telling the story of Abby. I think those mm -hmm. were pretty consistent. There wasn't, it wasn't, yes. it wasn't mm -hmm. like a dramatic changes. It was a slow uphill kind of, you know, with, with Ellie, you're gradually getting to the point to where you confront Abby. Yes. And then with Abby, you're getting to the point to where you, go to the scars island and then you get back and then everything is completely changed uh, i think the pacing of getting to those points you know it wasn't like i i will say that there were some really really weird instances when um when uh when when some of the characters would get just killed out of nowhere I was I was a little upset with that. Uh, yeah, it's like the game was trying to like create like shock moments. Yeah, like almost to like make up for a lack of something. I I, I couldn't really place it, but like I feel like when people died in the first game, like it was really meaningful. It was um, it was emotional. Yeah, it was meaningful. Like it was it was deep. Like uh, with um, oh, I can't remember the brothers' names. Uh, but like you spend that, all that time with them, remember right. in like in Philadelphia, and, and then like find out one of them's bit, and then like the other one kills himself. Like that was intense, and like that like that sat with you, right? Um, 
when Tess died at the beginning of the game, uh, when Sarah died at the beginning of the game, you know, like yeah. every death was meaningful and had had something to, like was important. Whereas like, yeah, like in this game, it kind of just happened and you were just kind of forced to just move on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, So the writing on that, I would say, was kind of bad. Like each it was like they wanted you to relate to these characters and they wanted you to. um, Like really care about them, you know, like and be invested in them. And then they just kind of just were like, and they're dead. Like. I don't know. It just, I didn't think they did a good job doing them justice. I will say though that yes, playing as Ellie and the pacing up to the climax moment where you find Abby and then playing as Abby, you know, the climax moment where you get to go to the scars Island and come back. Um, I would say that they were equal in like, and how each of them built up. Mm-hmm. What frustrates me about the pacing though, is I felt like, like as like most story-based games you like you reach a point where like you're like okay like this is it like this is the moment here we go um like you can feel that build up happening based off of the writing the dialogue the world around you but like for this like it wasn't really like that like you reach that point with ellie and they're like okay cool now we're gonna reset now let's do this as abby i don't know it just to me that bothered me like i think you should have been playing back and forth the entire time yeah um, rather each, than just playing each, two separate each, stories. Yeah, each act should have been played one after another. After day one in Seattle, you do day one in Seattle for Abby. Yes, I think that's how they should have done it. Yeah. Um, the way that they laid it out in this game, I just didn't think it sat well, and I don't think it conveyed the story and what they wanted to do with Ellie and then Abby, you know, because with Abby, the way that they wanted you to relate to her was like... Uh, Joel killed her father. Like her father was the doctor that was going to perform th- that surgery on uh, Ellie. You know, yeah. um, and that's that's also kind of where I was like, you know, I I get like in this world, there are really no good or bad people. I guess, um, it's just people making decisions and surviving. But like, by adding Abby and adding her backstory into that, like the game almost just labeled Last of Us Two labeled Joel a bad guy, um. Which he was a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. It's you like are a bad me. guy. But does that mean you are a bad guy? Um. <laughs> yeah. So we gave the story score 6.8 overall. Um, yeah, it just – it was it was a good story. It just wasn't – it didn't do everybody justice is the only way I can really say. I, th- I think they tried – I think they tried experimenting too much. Yes. I And I don't think that Last of Us needs to focus on Joel and Ellie, but I feel like if, if the story is going to have them in it, then it needs to do them justice. And I don't think that this did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but let's move on to the environment, but the world, you know, that you interact with and play yeah, in. This, and... this was the highest scored. And in... yes, uh, I agree with every. I, I think everybody who plays this game agrees that this is the best. Basically, this is the best environment ever created in a video game. Uh, I mean, I would definitely say Hands it's up down. there. Um, just the the way that they made Seattle look. Oh yeah, and um, just cur- the way that they they completely upped the the spores. In, in the basically where the the infected are sitting for numerous years and they you know collectively yeah the fungus up. like yeah. grows yeah yeah no i would agree like what was so great about the first game was the beauty of nature taking over uh civilization right and like how like they didn't like thinking about it like it you would almost say like all those are two separate things and they shouldn't mix but the first game actually captured that beauty right like they were coexistent mm-hmm. um and i thought this game you know because you have to fast forward now a couple more years a lot more time has passed by um and i thought they did a great job of showing you know nature like is almost reached that well, point especially where, like, flooded areas of seattle seattle like, yes that was really really 
good as as what they did with that where you traverse around mm-hmm. on a boat or you had raging waters going through the city and you had to jump across them like mm-hmm. over the little islands and stuff like that yeah. yeah uh yeah just all in all the game looked great like as far as like the world and the environment um Seattle was great. Jackson in the snow, because that's kind of like all you saw there. Like the snow looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, interact, like how you moved through it, like leaving tracks, like the, just the small details. Like it was really good. Um, one of my favorite aspects, honestly, of the game was when you got to the island, the Scar Island, and everything was burning. Like just that entire like environment scenario, like watching that play out, where like the like when you first got there, it was like this beautiful island forest. Uh, the, and then like when you went on the overlook, you just saw everything burning, burning, smoking. And then by the time you got there, like everything was engulfed in fire. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing that play out, I just it was amazing. I thought it, they did a really good job with that. Um, I would I would counter that with the the skyscrapers when you go the when you cross the bridge. Yes. Um, you didn't you didn't like that or you didn't like that? No, I think that was I think that was. Uh, just as good if not you know better as oh far yeah as just detail and how good those skyscrapers looked and mm-hmm. you could see this in some parts you could see the whole city below you oh yeah like they they just they did a really good job mm-hmm. um and then when it came to interacting with the environment they added uh i you could swim in the first game but like the swimming in this one was kind of refined i thought you know it was a little bit uh cleaner um it was a much bigger aspect, you know, having to like swim like through things, dive things. They, they, it was more prevalent in this game. Um, yeah. The boat, I actually enjoyed doing that boat scene. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. One of my favorite aspects of the game, and it was also right at the beginning, and like you didn't do it the rest of the time, was but you had to explore that district, right? You had the map, and you could explore as much as you wanted. Um because you know you're riding the horse and that kind of stuff like that open world aspect was pretty cool um but it was only at that point that you could do it so um i wish it kind of would have been a little bit more prevalent i'm not saying like the entire game in seattle you had to just go from like okay like you could ask uh, access any point in the city at any time but i don't know like i felt like it, it could have been a little bit uh more spread out across the game or they could have been other sections like that as you went farther into the into seattle you know yeah um i think i think if they had done that you would probably added another five hours to the game just because both you and i are just we like to see every aspect of an area that's explorable and you get to see cool easter eggs like nathan drake's ring in the bank yeah um or the PlayStation uh, in the in one of the houses <laughs> with yeah. uh, the Uncharted games and uh, I think Jack and Daxter, right? Uh, yeah, I think there's Jack and Daxter was there. I think there was an orb you can find from Jack and Daxter. Mm-hmm. I think, or maybe that's in the Uncharted games. You find a strange orb. I don't know. I don't. I, anyway, um, no, I, I mean I get that, but it almost felt like the like they threw in this concept and then it was only just for that little bit. Which I guess kind of you know is consistent with the idea that they want to experiment with things, you know, yeah. like they were like, oh, let's throw this in there. Um, I mean, I guess Uncharted Four did the same thing, but for the way the story was told, it made sense. Like the only top play time in that story that you could have done that was at the Madag- at Madagascar, right? Yeah, where you. Whereas in in this, you I mean you were in Seattle the entire time, right? So, um. I guess maybe just because of story-wise, I feel like there should have been more like that. It well, made, I think to me, you it makes were in the outskirts of Seattle. That's true. I guess as you got deeper in, it was... And when you got deeper in, it was more congested with buildings. And so yeah, you were able uh, to explore, but um, not to the extent of what they first... Yeah, because like, every mission had like pretty big open areas. Like The first Last of Us, like they were open areas, but it was still pretty straightforward on where you had to get mm-hmm. you know where you had to go and how you had to get there you know 
Whereas this one, this one kind of gave you more creativity because it was a lot bigger on where you could navigate, where you could explore as each mission, as you move forward in each mission. There was still always like a single point to move forward, but how you got there was kind of up to you. Um, which I did like, but at the same time, then I, I, you know, I still had, I still went back and explored everything anyway. So, yeah. Um, but so we gave environment a 9.3 pretty good. Yeah. Cause um, interacting with it was good. Um, I, I mean, there were some things that you didn't like though. Uh, uh, interaction with the environment, the, in some of the lootable areas and Naughty Dog just does this. I don't know if they do this with Uncharted cause it's not really... a survival based game, but yeah. In the first and second Uncharted, I I didn't necessarily enjoy the fact that you would spend 30 minutes exploring an area and trying to loot resources. And when you open a drawer or you open two or three drawers in one area and you get no craftable components out of it. I yeah, think, you mean, I think you mean the just, first Last of Us? Yeah, the last, in, sorry, not in Uncharted, in The Last of Us 2, uh, yeah. both one and two. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's it just makes me feel like a, it, I just wasted fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, and that and that happened multiple times. I I, th- I think you know, obviously yes, it is a survival based game, but at the same time, the focus of Uncharted is not. It, it's 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 less on it puts a whole lot of less emphasis emphasis on survival mechanics because. You know, you're not having to eat food or drink water, but um, I think at the same time, if you're going to make areas explorable, then you shouldn't be having people waste time trying to open up fridges or cabinets or drawers just to find nothing. Yeah, I would say like, like when it came to, like to opening the safes and like that kind of stuff, like that was very rewarding. Yes. Um, and I liked how they did that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you would find a note that said like, oh, it was, you know, my best friend's employee of the month, you know, and like you had to go find on the wall where they had all the employee of the month, you know, calendar, you know, which or month it was and that kind of stuff. birthday or. Right. Yeah. So like you had to like, it, you it, you had to interact with the environment, like in, yeah. in a way that wasn't like you had to pick it up. Like you had to search for it, which I thought was cool. Like the one but I would agree for Abby, you had to look specifically for. Uh, I think it was one of it, talk about trophies. I think you had to find yes. one of the fishes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, and that was a cool aspect. I thought that like they kind of upped that from the first game, and I thought that was cool. Uh, but I would agree with you. I like for I for somebody who likes to explore everything. Um, I liked I liked opening drawers. I like it makes it feel like it's a little bit more like you know I'm scra- I'm scavenging. I'm trying to do everything I can to survive for a game like that. But at the same time. Because survival isn't the main focus in the game. It's more of a story-driven you know, game. Um, I don't want to waste time looking for stuff that I'm not going to be rewarded on. Uh, so I can agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, well, let's move on to characters. Uh, characters is another big topic that we have. Um, because in a game like this, like they're, they're a key component in this. And... Uh, uh, we were not very happy with how the characters were. Uh, yeah, and I will, I'll still stand by it that the supporting characters were the best characters. Yeah, Owen, Tommy, for a little bit. Uh, Jesse. And Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say Owen, to me, like... I have to say, I was not a fan of Abby as a character. Just, I'll just get it out there. Like, I just didn't care for Abby. Mm-hmm. Um... And honestly, it's because because Last of Us focuses on Ellie and Joel, right? Um, I cared about Ellie, and I wanted Ellie to get the story she deserved. And when they tried to like personalize Abby, get people to like her, relate with her, like the entire time, I was I just didn't care. I was like, all I care is that Abby dies at the end of this. Like, that was all I wanted. That's all I cared for. So all of her interactions, I just didn't care for. But I will say that Owen's 
were always uh they were good you know like they were there was actually like some thought and like deeper meaning behind those conversations rather than just talk for talk mm-hmm. um and same with tommy i thought you know for the most part like when he showed back up um uh, he was at least consistent, you know, from what you knew him from the first game, and th- that was always good. Uh, Jesse too. Jesse did a good job of uh, of being there and uh, being understanding, and he was kind of like a voice of reason that needed to be there. Um, at least I thought. But I don't know. What do you? I mean, what do you think? Yeah, the Ellie. I think when it came to she was consistent in just being this reckless, angry person. And mm-hmm. I think she didn't mature at all from the five years. That was the time difference. I would agree with that. that. That was the one thing that I was frustrated with is that she still acted as though she did when she was around Joel. She was just very, blunt she didn't care she was she just put off a lot uh i well that what well i i would say like there's certain aspects of that though that like ellie needs to be consistent on like her being blunt and like like that was part of her charm in the first game and i feel like i meant i meant blunt as in not being this sarcastic type of personality because that's who ellie is but i mean blunt as in just very short fused um and not really somebody that thinks and they just act Mm -hmm. i think that was one of the i think how they basically that's i mean they basically that's what the whole purpose of dino was was to be abby's sort of this mean Ellie's or Ellie's excuse me Dina was supposed to be Ellie's basically just voice in her ear trying to calm her down and I I mean when it came to that I I just think it made less of a of an improvement of of Ellie's character and going on to to Abby I think her I think her she was just I didn't like her but I think she was consistent as a character. They but what I don't like is how they tried to make her into a redeeming quality of a of a of a person. And that's basically how they ended the game was that Abby was a re, was someone that could be redeemed for killing someone so close to Ellie and that they basically justified Joel's death by that so with abby yeah yeah, she was consistent but she just didn't have the good she just didn't have a good character i think the concept of abby is really good someone who is just this strong-minded strong-willed and basically this i mean this bowl of a of a of a woman i mean she basically is the concept design of a man and then they just threw long hair and <laughs> breast on her i mean even even in this even in the game right when you uh when you find out she's in santa barbara like the descript the way like tommy like described it was like i found, I got worried that there was a you know a small you know a, like a small like small asian boy, boy traveling with, with a scar. woman built like an ox yeah <laughs> um I mean, even the game, like, recognized that they, like, built Abby, like, this, like, beast. I mean, she yeah, she had bigger arms than any of the male characters. Yeah. It, I mean, so, yeah. I. So, the concept's kind of cool, but uh, I don't think they I, really yeah, I just, her character well. I just felt, I don't know, I just, I, I had a hard time following, too, like, why, like, I understand, like, she met Lev and well, they basically uh, created a, uh, their own story of the last of us part one. Right. And it just, I didn't understand the reasoning behind, like, I don't know. I, I didn't understand why they felt like they had to. And then Lev's story is a whole topic of another discussion. I don't really want to get into it on this review, but 
yeah I it's think just, it was totally unnecessary for some of the things but i felt like they just tried to force so many things into this game that and instead of just doing the justice to the characters that needed it and deserved it yeah um uh yeah so with and well go ahead I'm well sorry. i was just gonna finish off the character topic so you can finish your note and then yeah i just i just and with certain characters i just like like well, like with tommy right you made that point earlier like tommy was pretty good up until the point that he like should have died and didn't um and then after that he just he just kind of sucked like he, they he just came, turned he, him into this begging wimp. Yeah, like it just—I don't know. It's like they, for some reason, they just felt like they had to break down the first game. Everything that the first game had achieved, they had to, like justify it and explain it, and then like redo it with Abby. Mm -hmm. Um, which the biggest issue I have for the characters is that Abby didn't die. Yeah. They, that yeah, that's that that's why I was saying they they completely tried to justify Joel's death, which the fact that Abby had and then, some kind of redeeming quality about her, and then Ellie, like the journey she went on, like all for nothing. Yeah, like she like to me, I was thinking like you know they wanted her to go on this dark revenge path, right? And with the decision she made, killing the people that she could that were part of the group, right, and moving forward. Like, I could see her going down that path, right? Um, but, and then at the end of it, though, like, she didn't even end up killing her. Like, she just let her go, because, I don't know. Well, and I will, I will say that putting Lev into the story basically put, basically just, they had to let Abby go. Because, right. because they and, because they built up a I mean, it is a the relationship that Abby built with Lev just in of itself was 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 good. I mean I Yeah, I can agree with that. I, I think they just the relationship they built, you know, for Lev not talking at all to uh to Abby and Lev being witty about their banter and mm -hmm. their their dialogue, which I think that dialogue was more interesting than Ellie and yes. Dina's. But then yes. with, with at or with Ellie strangling Abby and then Ellie looking over to live, it's like, well, you're going to kill Abby and then you're going to leave live to die. You know, it's like basically naughty dog forces you to agree with that decision. Right. And, but I guess what my problem then is, is, then when Ellie gets back to her, like to the house, she's lost everything. Yeah. She's lost everything. But then she didn't even do like, she didn't even, she didn't commit revenge. You know, she didn't, she didn't take that step yet. She still lost everything. Um, that's what bothers me. Like if, if you were going to have her lose everything, then she should have, she should have killed Abby. Yeah. Um, because at this point you've redeemed. It's almost like you've redeemed Abby, and then just kind of like made Ellie the bad guy. I don't. I don't. I just. I didn't understand why they did that, and it just bothered me. Yeah, we um, we gave character a six. Um, so we'll move on to gameplay and mechanics, which had its fair ups and downs. I'll start with talking about the new mechanics that were introduced with abby the the guns that you see with ellie are pretty repetitive from the previous game ellie had i don't i don't rem, I, there were a couple uh there were some bombs that were different from the last game i think that one of them was a smoke bomb and then the tripwire bomb I, i'm pretty sure was from the last game as well mm -hmm. but basically they like you said earlier, it's the difference between Abby and Ellie's gameplay is one is stealth and one is basically just just go out guns blazing. And I didn't like the aspect of Ellie being crafting only or not crafting 
stealth only because she's just from the whole story in itself and what they're building up is she's just this person who acts first, you know, shoots first, asks questions later. Mm -hmm. And so when, when I have to deal with doing all this stealth and, uh, bows and, um, you know, I, I do, I think putting a silencer on the pistol was the saving grace for the weapons because mm -hmm. it allowed an extra bit of stealth that was kind of necessary because at some points the the AI would be a little bit too much. There'd be too many AI. At one yeah, point, I think it was at the hospital. Uh, not mm -hmm. with not when Ellie was at the hospital, but when Abby was at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I took out probably five or six enemies actually it was when both were at the hospital uh i took about i took out about five or six enemies mm -hmm. and there was there would just be so much more there there would be you know you would you would keep walking and there'd be three or four or when you get when you get spotted and you have to shoot your way through they would just keep coming yeah and with ellie like like the stealth aspect is a key part of the game. I get that because, and you know, ideally like ammo and stuff should be scarce, but honestly in this game, it really wasn't that no, bad. There was no point um, in stealth in this game. But like with, like you said, the AI was pretty overwhelming. Like the enemies, especially with Ellie, like almost every time I tried to clear area stealth wise, like it was almost impossible because they were always not, they weren't grouped close enough together where I could get as many out like in one, like with one bomb or one, you know, something. Um, but they were always close enough where if I wanted to try to get one alone, like I couldn't. And then the dogs were an interesting aspect to add to the game, but that you couldn't escape a dog. Like there was no way to do it. Stealthily. I think they were a burden. You, even if you shot a dog, it would just alert everybody. Yeah. So like it just, it, at that point it almost made the stealth, like not even an option. Um, but yet, uh, for Ellie's gameplay with the uh, the way they upgraded and crafted her weapons and upgraded her, uh, um, what do you call them? Oh, the training manuals. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, it was still very stealth-focused. Yes. Yet the game kind of almost forced you to not be that stealthy. So, so what I do was... like is how they basically gave Abby an, uh, basically just an upgrade and overhaul. Uh, mm -hmm. She had a flamethrower, which I did. You have a flamethrower in the first game, I think you did. You did, yeah. yeah. You, it was one of it was kind of towards the it end. Was, yeah, well, same thing with with Abby. It was at the end, but you know, I only used the flamethrower at the boss fight. But still, having the crossbow, the hunter pistol, the mm -hmm. shotgun, which you could craft incendiary bullets, which mm -hmm. you for basically crafting. Basically, when you, you would craft two incendiary bullets, and then when you upgrade it fully, you can craft three incendiary bullets, which I think was, I mean, that is, that's the thing to upgrade. If you're going to upgrade any of the training manuals, you have to fully upgrade that one, because that was my saving grace in some of the fights. The, the one fight where you were, when you first met Liv and her sister... His, his, or, excuse me, his, um, well, if we're going to yeah, technicalities, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically his sister, when, when they went over the door and then you had to fight off all of the clickers and then one of the, and then two of the bloaters came. Oh yeah. The that fight. The incendiary. I mean, thankfully I had a full round, I had full incendiaries and full shotgun shells. And so I was able to get through it. But and it, it was the shamblers, the shamblers. Yeah, the shamblers. Uh, um, that that was my saving grace is just having those incendiaries and being able to craft the incendiary bullets and the hunter pistol bullets, and for them to not cost an arm and a leg to craft. I mean, yes. what was the point of Ellie's weapons? You know, they that there was no balance between Ellie's weapons and Abby's weapons. Yeah, no, I I can agree with that. Um. Uh, yeah, I would say like with what, what they did though, like it was still pretty good. Um, 
because like with Ellie, they added like you know she had that knife consistently. You didn't have to update yes, upgrade the. Uh... But technically, I never really used a shiv with Abby because I just went guns blazing. Yeah, and that's fair. Um. But yeah, the new weapons that they had with Abby were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and then the enemies in this game. Um, I mean, we kind of already talked about them a little bit. The the new one was the Shambler. Um, well, and you had the stalkers, but they showed well, up, but they're in the first game though. Well, um, but you didn't see them as much. Yes. This but one like, in, in dark buildings, you would see them more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, which at some points they were kind of irritating, but at other points, like it really made me have to question how I was going to move through an area, which I liked. Um, when it came to when it came to the stalkers, I just said, you know what, I'm gonna go to the middle of the area. They're all gonna come at me, and I'm just gonna start shooting them. Cause yeah, I by, didn't by, want to by deal That's with what them. I did. Yeah, that's probably pretty much what I did too. I would just stay in one spot, and I would just keep luring them one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but yeah, then the shamblers. I thought the shamblers were kind of annoying because they weren't like clickers. Uh where they couldn't see you you couldn't sneak up on them the first no, thing you... when i first saw a shambler i tried mm-hmm. sneaking up and 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 killing it but you can't right so like no matter what you did you were gonna have to shoot it you were gonna have to make noise so my strategy then became okay well i'll just kill everybody else's like silently and then i'll focus on the shambler um or shamblers well but but even then, though, that always didn't work. So then I ended up having to just run around constantly, try not to get killed by this stupid acid that they shot out of their backs. Um, I found them more annoying than, like, a new addition to the game. They didn't um, bring a new gameplay mechanic. What do you mean? Well, so the clickers was they can't see you, but you can sneak up and kill them. With the runners you can uh you can kill them in front of clickers and then with the bloaters you had to just unload everything but with shamblers there was no new gameplay mechanic that they brought yeah they just kind of made it just, they just <laughs> more added difficult something. yeah you know with, um, i guess with with stalkers the gameplay changes that you have to be really really sneaky and you never know where they are and so Right, and so like you, because uh, I I don't know if you noticed, you probably did though, but like you could be looking down like a hall, and you could see a stalker stick its head out a little bit, you know? Yes. Yeah. So like you could kind of be like, oh, okay, that's where they're at. That um, was the only way I was able to kill some of them. Right, and that that was a cool aspect, but yeah, with the shamblers, I mean, they could see you no matter what. You couldn't sneak up on them, um, and they actually moved pretty fast for their size. I thought. Yes. So, it just kind of like they added something new. It wasn't necessary though. Um, or I would I wouldn't say it was really that great of an addition to the game. Um, and then as far as uh, the dogs, again, a cool aspect, but like they really forced you to not be stealthy. Like you really couldn't do much with that. Um, yeah, and then the 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 guys that were that would be with the dogs, they'd always follow the dogs, so you can't get the dog by itself. Yeah, so like it, the, there was really no winning when it came to being stealthy. Uh, I will say that this was a cool concept that uh, they didn't do in the first game was they made uh, an infection boss uh, when you were Abby in the hospital. Yeah, it almost seemed like a Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, or it, but evil it was within. But it made sense, you know, yeah. like the, the 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 logic of how this creature came about right it was that like it was all these infected kind of stuck um they've been stuck in this one room for at this point like 40 years i think Mm -hmm. or 35 years you know so it ended up creating this like basically uh, a horde yeah but into one being like one one being and uh that was a cool boss fight it was terrifying um you said you killed it pretty quickly like for me like it it took me a little longer uh... It just took two canisters of flamethrower and then a couple shotgun shots. Uh, for me though, like I, it, I couldn't get away with, I couldn't keep away from it really fast, like for oh. long periods of time. So like I would have to like shoot a little bit and then I would run away. 
Mm-hmm. And then um, I ran into one room at one point, and this was like terrifying. Like I thought yeah, I was like, no, safe. I was in the same room too. It like busted through, like it tore open the door frame. Well, no, and, no. Like, so well, it does it to every door that you go through. But there was one room that didn't have an exit. I think it was one of the middle rooms because he hadn't <laughs> okay. he hadn't created that that door yet because he'll, right, he'll right. sometimes bust through uh, walls to get to you. Yeah, but <laughs> I ran into the room with there being no busted down wall, and so when I got in there, I went into this this little basically it was a smaller room within the room. Uh huh. There was just ammo in there, and there was nothing else, and so I kind of internally freaked out. But he busted through the <laughs> yeah. door. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had a little moment there. Yeah, it was terrifying. And so like that boss fight was a really cool, like that was a cool new addition to the game. Um, that made sense with like the lore of what like Cordyceps and the infection is. Um, and that was a cool fight. Um. Yeah, I, I thought that I thought that aspect was pretty cool. Um, but uh, uh, we touched up a little bit on crafting. Crafting was a good addition to the game, especially with the pills and and the, the new training manuals. Uh, yeah, because in the first game you could only upgrade that one tree, but right. this one, like, you had to explore, you had to find the new training manuals, and it wasn't and the... hard to find the training manuals. Some of them were no. in safes, and some of them were just kind of along the storyline. Yeah, so it it was pretty easy to find. I think there was five for each character. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty, which was good. I liked that. Like well, I, I liked some, that I had to explore, but like at the same time, some training manuals were absolutely useless. Yeah. Um, only the first, only the first upgrade portion was useful on some of them. Yeah, the first upgrade, and then like the last upgrade, but kind of the stuff in between just wasn't really great like it, i don't know I, I didn't feel like i needed it that much but like when i wanted the last upgrade i was like okay well i have to upgrade this now yeah. so um and unfortunately with the crafting they didn't give you enough parts uh because and we were talking about this earlier i mean both of us were kind of able to sizably upgrade our weapons to where mm-hmm. we wanted it but when it came Never to in when it came to in game yeah. we we didn't really have fully upgraded weapons Mm -hmm. um and i Uh, think i think there were too many weapons to upgrade i'm not saying that there were too many weapons in the game but i think there were too many weapons to upgrade i would also think i i felt like i found parts pretty consistently i i just kind of feel like the pricing of the upgrading was maybe a little too high well i only found parts in areas where that were getting close to an upgrade bench um I mean, I I feel like I consistently found parts, um, whether it was just like one or two well, or three with, at a time, with, or with, with Abby, there were parts were more abundant. Uh yeah, I mean, Abby's. yeah, I think so too. It was um, less so with with Ellie, but um, yeah. Uh, jumping back to enemies real quick, actually, uh, the, uh, in Santa Barbara, when you meet, I don't remember the name of that organ, that that group of people, yeah, um, but they were the ones that captured uh, Abby. They, and they the... were cannibals, right? I don't I think, think they, they were. Because why they else mar- would they capture those people? I thought it was just for their sport. Uh, that's kind of what I was getting. Maybe maybe it was to eat them. Um, but uh, when you had to navigate as Ellie through like their like compound, they had like infected that were like chained. Yeah, yeah. And I just. Like, the first thing I always did was I freed that infect, like, the infected. Well, it didn't um, help. But I, it, well, maybe not for you. For, for me, it did. Well, I, um, the first runner that you could set free, he just ran out. The guy said, what the, and then turned around and shot it. Oh, and see, then, for me, that first infected killed everybody but one person. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, he stayed alive the entire time, except for, and then finally somebody killed him. Oh. And then it was the last person in that area. Well, the two clickers... I was able to free them and they did they did good work. It it, it keeps it, it was it was just nice because it creates a distraction yeah. at the very least too. Yeah. Um so I I just thought that was an interesting aspect to add like there was already infected, there was already, you know, normal people you had to fight, but then all of a sudden you could like kind of pit them against each other. Um 
which the first game didn't have that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second game did, but again, it was only at that very last moment. Uh, um, well, no, the when Abby or not when Abby when Ellie found the girl at the hospital, you were able to pit the clickers against. There were a couple times where you were able to use the clickers against. Oh, the, uh, that's. I'm sorry. You know, you are right. I had forgotten about that. Uh, yeah, there actually, was no, in the no, train in the in the underground mm-hmm. railways, you were able to do it, and then in the hospital, you were able to. That's right. I had forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. No. In those moments, I just I I threw like a I threw a brick, and just everybody ended up going moving like you know then everybody saw each other and then they just started fighting each other yeah uh i think when i first fell in the in the hospital because i ended up dying because of something stupid but when i first threw the brick the guy saw the clicker and immediately ran and hid right next to me (laughs) and then he saw me and then it ended up being both the clickers and the the uh the wolves were both trying to trying to eat me and then try to shoot me so i ended up dying because i got overwhelmed but uh second time i got i lucked out that's great that sucks yeah (laughs) so uh moving on to mechanics and we didn't i I forgot to mention this last time but the mechanics when you're crap when you're peeking on behind a uh a crouched surface Mm -hmm. and then when you pop up to shoot you immediately get shot and then you can't necessarily recover after being shot. So then you just get shot again and then you fall on the ground. And then if you don't kill them or if you don't, you know, quickly sprint to get back up, you keep getting shot. I, I, I found that I would lose gun battles a lot if I didn't have the element of surprise. Which, yeah. The gun uh, battles, the like the accuracy and the rate of fire that they they definitely upped that I think in this game. Yeah, the, um, the enemies had a hundred percent accuracy when they were looking at you, and then I had thirty percent accuracy because of so much gun sway. Right, and I mean there were upgrades that you could do, but yeah, the gun sway in this game is is kind of rough. It takes some getting used to. Um, but on a, I don't know. I felt like in the first game, I actually hit headshots way more than I hit in this game. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if if that was that there was a reason for that. If they tried to, if they wanted to make it more difficult or what. But, um, yeah. Uh, what did we? Uh, what did what did what did the score for this then was the gameplay and mechanics? Let me see. It's a seven point five for gameplay and mechanics. So okay. It was that sounds about it right. It was good, but. Some touch-ups um, needed. Yeah, so we'll move to our final topic. Well, uh, soundtracks, or... we don't really have much to say. Yeah, but it's still it's still important. A game soundtrack yeah, and the music yeah. surrounding something is, is important. We're also running a long time, too. Yeah, so since this is our smallest area. Uh, soundtrack in the first game was amazing. Yes. Um, and it was, it was noticeable, and it played at key moments. In this game, I constantly was thinking, where's the soundtrack? Where where is the music? Where is like, it just kind of felt like it wasn't there, and yeah. I just they basically focused a lot of their sound. Well, it was just the soundtrack wasn't really in your in your ears when you were playing, or whenever it came to the real emotional parts, the soundtrack <laughs> wasn't just iconic. Um, it didn't. Yeah, it just didn't spark emotion yeah. like they did in the first game um and then but we both agree that ellie with the guitar was i think something that they really did well on oh yeah yeah i know i thought they did a really good job um and then uh and it was it was consistent too throughout the game like every time like uh like there was right at the beginning of the game and then like it, it kind of found one in the music store yeah, the music store, um, and then at the house later, and then uh, at the theater, that was kind of like yeah. your base for a little bit. Like, so it it was it was a it was a pretty key part. Um, that kind of tied the emotional, like that relationship of Joel and Ellie, because uh, Joel did say her. in the first game he wanted to teach her, and then yeah. they they stayed with that. Um, but uh, 
yeah. So after all that, all in all, uh, the final score. Well, we gave soundtrack a four out of ten. Oh yes, four out of ten. Sorry. Uh, um. So with story being a six point eight, the environment being a nine point three, characters being a six. Gameplay being a 7.5 and soundtrack being a 4, we gave the final score as, what was it, Sean? A, well, it, we rounded it to 7. Um, it, 7 out of 10. Yeah, it came out to a 6.9, but we rounded it to 7 because we think that The Last of Us 2 deserves it's still, a 7. It's still a good game. Yeah. It's, like, it's still a good game, but as... As fans of the first game and what we expect from a Naughty Dog game, this did not live up to it. Um, and so, all in all, still a great game. They did good work on it, but it, it just it wasn't what it should be. Um, at least that's in our opinion of our critique. Yeah. I I would have been I would have been more into The Last of Us Two if it was not dealing with ellie and joel if it was just a different story um i'm fine with that but like this was supposed to this they wanted this to be about ellie well i know Um, but what i'm saying is is you know i if this game played out without ellie and joel mm -hmm. and it was with different characters i I think Mm -hmm. i would have been more I think I'd have, I think I would have rated it higher. Yeah. But since it wasn't consistent with the characters that we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why, and that's why most people did not like this game, mm-hmm. I think, or had a big issue with it. But, well, I think we're out of time. Uh, Let us know if you guys your like, thoughts. Yeah. 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 That, 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 do that. You talk. Well, yeah. I mean, send us an email at, podcast pve at gmail.com let us know what you think of the game tell us what you didn't like about our score and uh maybe we can have a discussion about it send us an email tell us what you tell us a game that you would like for us to to review we would love to to review games and keep this up and hopefully you guys enjoy this content sean and i sure do yeah we have a game we love games and we like uh we like enjoying them and we like critiquing them so we all we we're opinionated we got stuff to say and we want to share it with you guys so uh thanks again for listening again uh email us email us at podcastpve at gmail.com uh follow us on facebook at player versus entertainment and uh yeah we'll catch you next week peace